Hello, Panther fans. Howdy. Howdy. Hello. And welcome to another edition of the Hell Podcast. This might be episode 125. This might be episode 98. We have no idea. Bub, you're slacking. Kill her. No, I kind of like the pirate atmosphere around here where we don't count. Yeah, we just do it. Daryl always keeps up with the episodes. Yeah, we're going to get into that. Yoko over here talking about Daryl. Really? Let me get... Yoko. Let me introduce everybody that's here right Going now. Going solo. We, hey, last three weeks, we've actually had people on the show. It's been kind of weird, man. Yeah. You know, we went so long. And, you know, it, and it's it's also not a uh, uh, accident that our viewership has went up since then. Absolutely. Um, but anyway, I'm J.R. Robinson, Pikeville High School Class of 2010, your host. Over to the right of me is Daryl's right-hand man, <laughs> yeah, it's it's soon to be the David Darrell and Heath Network. Yoko Ono. <laughs> Yoko, the king of TP, Lightning, Mercury, uh, and my idiot brother, Heath Robinson, Pikeville High School, class of 1995, even though he's trying to, you know, tell everybody he's from Belfry now. No, <laughs> not at all, man. Come on. Come on, man. You know, I still love you guys. It's just different with Darrell, you know, and, that's it's just how it is. What do you mean it's different? With I Darryl, bet it is. Man. I mean, I just, you know, I'm thinking about you guys the whole time I'm doing a podcast with Daryl. I mean, you are walking right into these. I, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah you just, you know. yeah, well. Oh, that's. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that in a minute. Over across the table from me is the owner of the Precipice Porch and the Honeycomb Hideout. Also, the king of Chi. I'm going to say the king of chief, if that's okay with you, Doug. I don't have a preference. It's okay. Okay. And also our Hall of Famer, and the newest, Mr. The newest member of the geeky metal detector militia. Yeah. <laughs> don't make fun of my metal detector. I, hey, I hey shout out to Doug for actually finding Brad Allen's yeah, wedding ring yeah. the other day. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, you know, can I tell that story shortly? Sure. Not, not only is it fun, but it's also utilitarian. That's right. Yeah. And yeah, so what, the dude calls me. Hey, Luke, what'd you just call me, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> so he calls me and he's like, listen, Coach Mac said you are into metal detecting, right? He was like, I, I was doing yard work and I lost my wedding ring. And you could tell, man, it was really bothering. Like, it really upset him. I'm kind of like that too. I love my wedding ring. Yeah. But I go over there, dude, there is leaves covering this dude's yard i mean found it in eight minutes oh wow eight minutes there you go boom that's awesome doug i know you were heartbroken after bub went and did what he did but i know well you, you can tell brad allen's not been married long because i lost my wedding band in 2008 my wife has yet to even mention it so <laughs> oh, you know, okay. i don't think she wants people knowing publicly she's married to me. <laughs> but uh, over here, we'll we'll get our newest guest last here. Uh, Lucas Burchett is back again. For the third High week School, in a row, man. Class of 2010. It's officially a streak. Mr. Yeah. Panther is in the house again. Man, Can't she just, wait to hear about this baseball yeah. recap. Yeah, I mean, I, he might as well just go ahead and be a part of the show. We just need to sign him to a contract. You know, get your people to car off people, okay? <laughs> My people are to the left of me. <laughs> <laughs> have, have your voicemail call our voicemail. <laughs> And Touchdown Panthers is back in the building, baby. I Good love name. it. And I want Good you, name. while we do our shout-outs, I want you to grade his performance on the Faith Pharmacy part of our show and see if he does it justice. No, actually, I found out one of the girls I've been naming off for like six months, like quit. So 
Well, there you go. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, you're doing such a great job. Okay. But well, anyway. say in the gang, correct? In the gang. It's, it's all exactly inclusive right. say, of all the people. Yeah. See, J.D. has been on air for like 30 yeah. seconds, and I'm already learning. <laughs> well, if you didn't know who that was, that's Mr. J.D. Hughes, the voice of the Panthers, him and Jim Williamson. Always do a great job. And he is with us today. Don't forget Can't Frosty. Be, huh? Don't and Frosty. And, and my man, man to the right here. Yeah, and yeah, Mr. Yeah. Lucas, you know, Lucas has done a lot of games here many different sports yeah well you I, have you all have doug the hall of famer they have frosty the hall of famer yeah so, yeah that's actually we started saying doug was our hall of famer because jd and, and jim and all those guys yeah, were we, saying that frosty was their hall of famer so I was like, well we got a hall of famer too <laughs> yes we have a hall of famer but mr jd how are you doing today i'm sir? good how about you guys uh, can't comply. I hear that Doug is actually making an appearance on an upcoming uh, Mystery of Oak Island <laughs> with the uh, metal detector. Actually, it's funny you mentioned that. JD, I, I, I say this with a heart full of Christian love. Don't don't encourage. I well, actually listen. got a text don't from Gary Drake, by the way. There you go. Gary That's who? big. Now, now you're name dropping. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but it happened. I was I was going to say I was going to take up for Doug. I too have a metal detector. And a quick story on that one. Also, it's good. <laughs> also, it's good. Not as much now since we have a turf softball field. But a few years back, you know, you take the bases up yeah. and you drag an all-dirt infield. You'd be amazed. Well, a lot of times if you don't mark them or the little birdie comes out where you mark where the bases are, you don't know where the yeah. bases are. And so I grabbed the metal detector and went over and said, right here's the spot. <laughs> See? So – it's useful. So there you go. I'm on your side, Doug. Yeah, I'm, they're just rookies. They don't know. Oh, they don't know. Lord. And that was J.D. Hughes, everybody. J.D., yeah. thanks for coming out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get to our shout-out. Well, welcome for- to Hail Metal Detectors. Well, no, see, we talked about Doug starting his metal detecting podcast, and so now we've got a co-host. <laughs> and you just got to find maybe one more. Yeah, well, one more. One more, Doug. And you, yeah. You're all set up. We need a name, but yeah, that'll work. Okay, guys, do you use the metal detectors to look for the bodies in your own basement? Yeah. <laughs> No, they don't. They only pick up metal. Well, I didn't know if they had like you know belts on or something. (laughs) All right, Bub, you're cut off. All right. Anyway, let's go to the shout outs here. And Bub, I'm gonna go ahead and go first, and I want to see if JD likes what you've got to say. First off is Bruce Walters for our amazing, amazing equipment. He does a great job over there. He was on last week, and we had fun. Oh yeah, yeah, we had a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I would almost throw out the word a little professional looking when you look at the mics and the equipment, but I won't. But we it's, have it's a reputation right to uphold, yeah, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we have a reputation to uphold, but hey, just go on over there to Bruce Walters Ford. Got, you know, hey, everybody that's a small business right now needs help. You heard Bruce last week, you know, they need help. Everything, you know, just shop local. That's what I keep telling everybody all the time. We, we still need it. I know we're coming out of this thing, but, hey, still good to shop local. Take care and, of the people that take care of you. Yeah, and absolutely. Absolutely. And also, if you buy a Kia over there, remember, it's free oil changes for the duration of the vehicle. I'm, st- I'm still going to – I'm, I'm going to keep on, Bruce, about doing that commercial with me and you and Doug dressed up like the NWO, <laughs> and you get free Kia oil changes for life. For life. So he would do. I'm telling you, I'll be Holly. Hey, I'll be Hollywood, and you'd be uh, Razor Ramon, and uh, Doug would be Kevin Nash. Look, well, let me tell you I something. I saw brother. you do deliver that sales pitch, and I sell for a living. Yeah, he bid on it. 
Yeah, Bruce's like, eyes lit up a little bit. I'm hey, not gonna lie about hey, it. Hey, hey, we got some good ideas sometimes. I mean, you yeah, know, once every 12, 13 years or so, yeah. we'll knock one out of the park. <laughs> All right, here we go. Hey, if you need some ace bandages, if you need your prescription refilled, if you need some dipping dots, or they they don't have nachos anymore, do they? No, they no. quit selling nachos. Yeah, man. that was a big. Hit, uh, you know, a Gatorade. Apparently not. They quit yeah. selling them. If you need some nicotine gum, you go over to Faith Pharmacy. So who's over there working, bub? Okay, uh, you have Christy and the gang over there. there, there go. Go. Oh, <laughs> like a pro. Ah, ah. JD, you the man, buddy. All right, go ahead, bub. It's time. What's what? the number over there? Uh, I, I can't do it with the man here. Let him do it. <laughs> no, he wants to. I okay. want him to hear. No, is, is this the Faith Pharmacy broadcast table? Now? <laughs> yes, as a matter of fact, it is. Yes, 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 that's yes. the Faith Pharmacy moped over there behind me. Yes. Uh, you know, so yeah, it's five hundred nine meds, uh, free delivery in around the greater Pikeville area. JD uh, score four, one out of ten, right there. Uh, I'm gonna give him a solid six right there. A six. That was pretty good though. Six. I like the radio voice. I, I can live with that, man. You I really can. can. That's, okay. that's coming right. from a pro. Right yeah. There. And then of course we got to mention our other sponsor, our next door neighbor, Ryan McCoy, and all those boys over oh. there. <laughs> All those boys over there at First Guard Fence. Right, right over like Wilson on uh, Home Improvement. You're just going to see his like, nose over, there, over that fence. Right there. <laughs> yeah. JP, uh, James Pennington, and also Mark Edwards, they do a great job over there. Just come look at Doug's fence. Looks great. And they stained it and yes. made the gate. And uh, uh, You can follow them on Instagram at First Guard Fence Company. Yes, and you can also do that. And on Facebook, Facebook as well. They got a cool logo. Hey look, hey, look, don't get too cocky, though. <laughs> hey, hey, those guys do a great job. All, and, you know, they believed in us. Actually, they we didn't even ask them. They asked us. So. Yeah. yeah, I'm shocked. If you yeah, can believe that. I, I, I was shocked. But, you know, they, they, must, they, they must, got some big things going on, too. They're desperate, man. Yeah. That's I'm, I'm not complaining. They're really they're not. That's the funny part. If we could it's ever get big. Rhino out of the house from watching Yankees baseball, he'd come over here and make a couple announcements for first guard fence, but we'll see when that ever happens. Yeah. But anyway. Well, I'm going to stand up for him a little because I'm allowed to meddle protect his yard now. So oh, oh, my God. I'm going to. Yeah, okay. okay. I'm done with the negative <laughs> stuff. Can we get a, uh, a maybe a razor blade company to sponsor this podcast <laughs> when we start talking about metal detectors? <laughs> but thank you to all our amazing. gun and ammo shop. Okay. Robinettes is the next sponsor of this. <laughs> thank you to all our amazing sponsors. Also, thank you to Dustin Boyd for our amazing theme music and logo. If you are an aspiring rapper. Yeah, there's so many aspiring rappers oh my gosh. in Eastern Kentucky. Again, or you're an athlete that, that wants to make hollers, a, that needs highlight music, call this guy. He call Dustin job. Boyd. He will help they're, you out. Okay. They're falling out of the hollers, these, these aspiring rappers up here in Eastern you can get on Instagram. He's got most of his beats on there. It's Debo underscore 606. And uh, just shoot him a message, and he'll give you a price, and you guys can work some things out if you are an aspiring rapper and need highlight music. So, what, yeah, what, thank you, Dustin. What's his we name going to be? DJ Jazzy Jenkins or something? Like I like that name. Dude. Okay, so I is really it my shout-out now? Yeah. Okay. So now I'm done. Bub, you uh, – well, Doug already called yeah, it out, man. so go ahead, Doug. Okay, so my shout-out, junior high, uh, Pavel junior high team, eighth graders, I guess, uh, swept the county tournaments in three majors – sorry, Heath, four sports, the three majors and track and field, Okay. 
Boys so, and girls. Yeah, boys and girls. So I don't know how many times that stuff has happened. Uh, Lucas was telling us we haven't had junior high baseball for a long time. But, uh, you know, it's interesting. I know we've done it before, but I, I don't have the numbers on it. We're trying to get those numbers for you. Uh, I would personally like to know just when we did basketball, football. I mean, really, over the few decades, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, shout out to them. Yeah. It's a great job. It's an awesome job. We got some great athletes coming up. Yes, we that do. They're going to mix very well with the high schoolers we already have. Uh, I can't wait to see some of I mean, knowing about football like I do, yeah. you know, learning about basketball and, and even the basketball team we've seen this year. Can't wait for some of them young guys to get up there and show what they got because they're they're right. a really talented bunch, 100%. Bub, shout out. Okay. Uh, well, you guys are going to get mad at me. But I kind of have to. Oh, here Got to give what a big shout out to David and Daryl Sports for inviting me to call their uh, uh, one of the county tournament games, Pipe One Belfry, in which Pipe won six to two. Uh, you know, and I did it for one simple reason, and that was to grow this podcast. And I shouted this out. You know, I was on camera with my Hell Podcast shirt on and everything else. So, uh, you know, uh, big thanks to the, to Daryl and those guys for letting me come on, and I appreciate it. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. No, yeah. Hey, you did a good job. You both did a good job. Enjoyed listening to it. I did terrible. Uh, at the end of it, I think you were like Garth. It's like, we're having fun. We don't know. <laughs> I had no idea what to do with my hands all night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, but uh, we had uh, Amanda Hicks, who I graduated with down here in Pike, where her boy plays for Pike Central. She was up there. She was pretty much like the third uh, color analyst up there with me and Daryl. She just wasn't on mic, but uh, she helped us out a lot. So okay. Thanks to him. All right. Hey, JD, you want to give a shout out? I'm going to shout out to Lucas because currently he's checking on Phil Mickelson for me. <laughs> lefty. lefty was four up uh, when I left the house a little while ago. Lucas, update? Oh. Uh... He has a two-stroke lead on 15. Oosthuizen is two strokes back. He is on 16. Kepka is three strokes back. Go Knowles. Uh, he is on 15 as well. So what is Phil now? He's lost a couple strokes. Yeah, one over. One. Ooh. That is today. No, you're looking wrong. That is, he's, he's one over today. He's six under through the tournament. Thank you. Oh, okay. So right. That was the number. Okay. All right. So, hey. Anytime an OG like Phil Mickelson is, you know, he's doing good. There. I mean, I, I yeah, hey, listen, I mean, when Tiger won it a couple years back or a year back or whenever it was, I was pumped. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I, I mean, I know the guy's got a rocky past, but you can't talk about golf without mentioning Tiger Woods. What's rocky about it? <laughs> I mean, he lived like Charlie Sheen for a few years. Oh, no. The, rich, the super rich billionaire athlete. Lived like a super rich billionaire. <laughs> well, I, I do have a story to tell about that. I bought a Tiger Woods golf hat at Hibbets there probably about six or eight years ago. I had to take it back because I hit like six or eight cars in the parking lot before I even got out of it. So I had to, you know, I had to do that. But, you know. but yeah, you know, a lot of that stuff is PR, man. Yeah, it, it, it really is. And, you know, everybody's lives. You know, I would I would not want someone following me around all the time reporting everything I've done in 20 years. I mean, it'd be tough. Man. Absolutely. Well, and everybody and, goes on about Tiger because he hadn't beat uh, uh, Nicholas's, uh, which I was just in Jack Nicholas's hometown of Columbus, Ohio. I just pulled in the driveway right before we went on air. But, uh, uh, you know, that he didn't beat Nicholas's record. Well, did Jordan beat Chamberlain's scoring record? No. 
They beat you know, Bill Russell's uh, championship record. Yeah, he didn't win as but he's still the GOAT, and I think Tiger is too. Yeah, listen, golf, it, well, golf to me is not the same without Mickelson and Tiger. Yeah. Okay, plain and simple. Uh, all right, Lucas, shout outs. Who's I going with this time? Uh, <laughs> shout out to Braden Hall. Uh, he came, uh, he spoke about the Junior High County Championship. Uh, he got in the car, met us down at Paintsville, and uh, scored three runs against Paintsville in a 5-1 win. So, shout out Braden Hall. Wow. Hey, I, I watched that kid uh, personally uh, Thursday, and uh, that kid's got some wheels on him. And he can play some ball. Yeah, so he can play a, man, multiple sports. Man, that whole keep, group is just full of athletes. I keep hearing about him, too, just from here and there. I yeah. mean, I, I really can't wait. Till they get to, we, you know, we first heard about him. Coach Brandon was going on about him during football season. Yeah. So I was trying know. to find my video of me crying when Tiger won his first uh, match in like I don't know eight years, but I can't find it. <laughs> we were driving back from the junior high football state championship game when LCA beat us, and uh, I was listening on the radio. Oh, okay, all right, all yeah, right. Uh, speaking of people that aren't going to have an easy year next year, all of Beachwood seniors are basically staying back. So good luck, LCA. Yeah. Yeah, good luck, Doug. And their quarterback, Charles. Credit where credit's due. Beachwood's rings uh, look very nice. Oh, my yeah, goodness. They do. Yeah, they do. yeah we, oh. we kidded and joked on here last week about Paisel's rings. But, yeah, Beachwood's <laughs> they is – They have uh, a good one. Yeah. I, I, I don't like the red on them, but, uh, and I don't like Beachwood. But you got to give credit where credit's due. Well, their since they're not Class A, it doesn't awesome. really make me sick anymore. <laughs> yeah. So – it's okay. I can appreciate him. What is that number? Is it number 13, 14? <laughs> Actually, yeah, let me tell you. Greg Hergott. He's got posted, 11 of them himself. Yeah, Greg Hergott posted out. Yeah, this is the 11th. And I was like, man, I wish we could have taken that load off of you by about three, two or three at least. Yeah. Well, that's all right. Oh, my God. Hey, we're here today, Doug. It's okay. We're fine. <laughs> we're fine. Don't even think it still doesn't hurt, Jalen. Okay, I know it does. A, you mentioned Hergott's name there. That's uh, – Anytime we – a lot of times we go out of town on a football game or anything, and sometimes we have rosters, sometimes we don't for other teams. Well, Frosty's go-to roster for anybody, no matter who we're playing, is Beachwood. Yeah. So he starts rattling names off of <laughs> Hergott and Slusher and all these cats. Yeah, Brandon Burger. And, and we're all laughing, you know, and Frosty never cracks a smile, but – that's, uh, that's, it, that's it, his go-to roster. Anytime we don't know a name, it's usually okay, a beach because player. as a player, Why and I'm sure play? as a broadcast, it melt, it like burned yeah. itself into his brain. <laughs> Trust me. I think, I think I'd just say Jeff Burke or something is what I'd do. <laughs> Jeff Burke. All right. So, let's get into some baseball action, Lucas. Uh, tell us about the week we just had, and uh, we'll, we'll get into that real quick. Uh, well, we finished strong yesterday, uh, and thankfully, because it did not start out very well this week, uh, went on the road uh, twice uh, to Hazard, played Perry Central on Tuesday and Hazard uh, once on Thursday night. Uh, it was supposed to be a doubleheader originally, but Hazard was at the limit uh, or over the limit by a game on how many they can play and get 36 in the regular season. So they were going to meet that number, so they went ahead and uh, canceled the second game of the doubleheader. Uh, Perry Central beat us six to two. Um, Dylan Thompson a solo home run in that game. Uh, it's first, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I, I was talking to my dad today about it. And you know, Perry Central give them credit, but uh, a lot of teams that are a lot better than Perry Central. Uh, so for whatever reason, this year they've had our number in the two games. They take a, uh, both of the two games we played this year against us, ten to three, and 
uh, 6-2 to two on Tuesday. Uh, and then Hazard, uh, we were coasting pretty well there for a while, up 2 to nothing. Um, Dylan Thompson was throwing it really well. Uh, and one inning kind of, you know, that's been our MO in several of the games that we've lost. You know, one inning is really what kind of kills us there. We had, uh, I believe, two outs and nobody on. Uh, and Hazard ends up getting six runs either in the fourth or the fifth. I think it was the fourth. And we've got circumstance where, you know, you've got an error, you got a little blooper, uh, you walk a few, and then uh, there's a ball in the right center gap. And uh, Blake Birchfield, Wade Hensley kind of collide on that, just one of those plays that happens. Uh, if you watch enough baseball, right in the middle of them, they're both going 100 miles an hour. Uh, and Blake had it until he came to the ground. It rolled out, and that allowed Hazard to take a 4-2 lead lead um, after they had already scored one run, and then uh, they added a couple more there. Uh, rallied a little bit late, but uh, just weren't able uh, to get over the hump that we created for ourselves there uh, in the later stages of that game, but uh, it was a good performance overall. Um, and then I think a little come-to-Jesus meeting uh, after that one, uh, and then again on Friday. Friday's practice was just heart-to-heart. You know, setting goals for the rest of the season, trying to get back on the right track. And uh, I think some of those things uh, worked out for us. Uh, we came out, played really well yesterday, uh, beat Southwestern 15 to 1. Tate Lakin threw that one. Uh, it's a good win. On a, yeah, on a limited pitch count, uh, trying to keep him uh, well rested as we head into uh, the postseason. He'll throw some this week uh, as well. Um, Southwestern, that was kind of a must win, I thought. Um, if you look at their record, I think they're now somewhere in the ballpark of 16 and 18, 16 and nine, or excuse me, six and 18, uh, six and 19, somewhere around there. So uh, we put it on them, Paintsville put it on them. So both uh, schools here from the 15th took care of business with uh, Southwestern from the 12th region coming in. Uh, and then the one that kind of everybody had their eyes on yesterday, I'm sure, in the region, uh, we came out, beat Paintsville five to one in the nightcap there. Uh, Big win, right? Yeah. So we split, split the weekend, yeah. split the week at two and two. Uh, swept the last weekend of the regular season, which is uh, nice to try to get a little bit of momentum uh, heading towards the postseason. Uh, that was a great high school baseball game, uh, and there were tons of big moments. Uh, I think we hit it as well against good pitching as we have uh, any point this year uh, for the most part. They which threw, has kind of been our Achilles heel, at yeah, the offense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it, the offense looked uh, pretty good yesterday, uh, you know, put up. A combined, where are we here, 20 runs in, we hit, I guess, five times the Southwestern uh, in 12 innings, so not bad there at all. Uh, and Connor Fugit's tough. Uh, you know, he's got a good fastball, a good breaking ball. I think uh, he probably walked a few more than he would have liked to yesterday, but uh, a lot of credit to our hitters. Those weren't four-pitch walks. They yeah. grinded out good at bats uh, and were able to reach base there, and we had some timely hits. Uh, executed a couple bunts, which is something that we hadn't uh, been doing very well this year. Um, so you saw some flashes, you saw some progress, but Paintsville's ranked 13th in the state. So anytime you go uh, and beat the number 13 team in the state on their field, five to one, uh, with Brady Clark, uh, he threw a heck of a game. We got into a big time jam, uh, fifth or sixth yeah. inning, fifth inning, um, and it, when it was still a three to one game or three to nothing game. Paintsville got a run in. They had the bases loaded, one out, uh, and a great call uh, from the dugout. Uh, got a pick play at second base, picked the runner off, caught him asleep there for the second out. And then Brady came back and got a nice strikeout looking on a three, two count, I believe. 
to end the inning there and get out of that jam. That was huge. Paintsville had a lot of momentum, a lot of good energy. Uh, so to be able to get out of that and then come back and add two insurance runs, uh, Brady fought for it, couldn't get the complete game, uh, but Colton Tackett came in and did a nice job shutting Paintsville down uh, so we could get out of there with the win. And that's uh, Chris's played, sub. Yeah. Right. And Chris Tackett, so We've oh, played like – I saw a tweet, uh, and I think it might have been you. The, we have played like four top 20 teams in – I don't know if it's the – we played way more than that in the season. But, I mean, lately, I mean, we have played some really good – Yeah, I can go over that right now. So, uh, in the last five weekends, uh, and I would consider a weekend usually Friday and Saturday, but when we go on spring break, we threw in Thursday for that Trinity game. The last five weekends, we've played a, a top 16 team in each of the last five. So, we had LCA. And the scores there show you how competitive we are with those top teams in the state. LCA, a 7-3 game. It was 3-3 three three going into the sixth. Yeah. Uh, we lost a Boyd County game at Boyd County, 6-5, uh, to five, and that was a game we had to lead the whole way. They just came back and uh, stole one there in the bottom of the seventh. Uh, they did a great job uh, that night. We came back the next weekend against Boyd County with a 5 to nothing win. Tate Lakin threw a gym in that one. Then the weekend after, last weekend it was at Johnson Central, that Lafayette game we lost in nine innings. Tate Lakin again threw the ball really well. Thought we had that one, kind of let it slip through our fingers a little bit. Uh, but a, another pretty good effort from us there. Uh, and then we had Paintsville 5-1 to one win, number 13 team in the state uh, yesterday. Uh, and then you go back, April 17th was the last weekend we did not play a top 25 team in Lawrence wow. County. Lawrence County was it's on the schedule that weekend. <clears throat> and I would not be surprised at all if they were in the next top 25 that comes out, probably the last poll of the season because uh, they've been – uh, having a really good year, uh, they just beat Raceland three to nothing. Uh, Paints will beat them last, but you know they've had a really good year. And then we had two weekends prior to April seventeenth, we were playing top uh, thirteen teams it, again. There we had Paintsville in the All A Championship, and the weekend before that, uh, number one Trinity, a four to one loss. So we're three and five against the top sixteen yeah. in the state, and you know you look at that and easily could have had one more win, uh, and almost really easily could have had two more wins. So you're Almost five and three. Here, here's my thing. It sounds to me that it's excellent coaching mixed with a really tough schedule. Yeah, great coaching. It, it, but <laughs> my point is, it feels like yeah, it's fair. As it goes, it feels like to me that you got these freshmen, sophomores, juniors, some, not many seniors, okay, that are learning how to take an L and rebound, okay? And that's what that's a good thing, you know? Now, in postseason play, they're just going to have to be on point. But, you know. Right. And there's, I think we've grown up a lot over the course yeah. of the year, and there's been definite improvement. Um, and we want it to happen sometimes overnight. And you have to understand it's great. It's going to be gradual. And it's going to come little by little. But uh, we've seen a lot of positives. And I think getting them to understand uh, how good they can be is one of the biggest struggles we've had. But I think they're starting to see it. They're starting to buy in a little bit. Uh, it's just inconsistency that's yeah. hurt us. And you look at Greenup County in the 16th, I think they're kind of similar to us. You know, we're a team capable capable of beating anybody uh, on a given day, but we can also be beat by anybody on a given day. And so you've proven it. Really. It's gaining that consistency where we're coming out every single day that I think is the, the next step that we need to take. That's a, the hard thing with kids. It's like every day is different when you're coaching a young team. It's just like that was bad. It's bad in any sport. Because veterans, they come out, and when it's go time, they go. Yeah. Okay. But some kids, when they're young, it's like they'll they'll have a night. In basketball, for instance, like they'll get 30, and the yeah. next night it's like four. And it's it's very frustrating. But yeah. baseball, same thing. 
I'm and it feels like to me that it's getting more consistent. Yeah. I'm going to jump in here, and um, I don't do this a lot. I don't, I don't brag on Lucas in, uh. in public or anything. But let, let me tell you, he, he was he was a little humble right there because let me tell you, it, spring sports in high school is a grind. Yeah. Look at the number of games these kids are playing a lot of times back to back yeah. to back or whatever. And this time of year, especially, and I've been there, I've coached in the spring. And right now you can turn the corner or you can lose a team. And it's it's very easy to lose a team at this point and time of the year. And without going in, in any details or anything like that, because what they do during practice, during games, that, that's that's their business. That's not for anybody outside, for us, media, or anybody else to agree to, to talk about right. or to examine. But for them to have a couple of, of tough losses and things um, the week before, for them to have in the week uh, on the practice field how they did and then to go on the road and beat – you know, Southwestern's record, I don't think Lucas shows that's a pretty decent ball club. They could be a lot better it's than, a huge than, school. than, it's than a their record. School. Yeah. And Paintsville at their own home field, that was two huge wins for Pikeville High School yeah, yesterday. I mean, not win. just big ones. Those yeah. were huge heading into um, this final week of the season and in the postseason. That goes a long way. And, and, an instance in that game, and he touched on it, Brady Clark in the fifth inning. And I was standing with another parent that knows baseball, I, I respect as well, and we both looked at each other, and, and we, five minutes before we ended that inning, if you'd have told us we get out of that <laughs> inning with the lead, I'm going to say you're a fool. We're getting ready to go down big time right here. And we didn't. Now, I want to see – Connor McGregor show up at the seventh inning and not the fifth. And that's a little inside joke there, boys. Lucas knows what I'm talking about. But for Brady to get out of that mess, that jam that he was in, and us come out of that inning with a three-to-one lead was, was just tremendous. And if you know the game of baseball, that was big. That's all I can say. That was just a tremendous effort all the way around. And, and kudos – for the staff to leave Brady in and work out of that. I'm sure that was a gut move because anything baseball, and he's laughing, there's more to it. But if if you go by the books or whatever, it says, all right, it's time to get him out. Well, <laughs> well, well you we, were standing right next to the bullpen. I know. I think you probably saw me windmill five or six I know. times. I know. Pitch. Come on, let's go. I know. Hurry. I, well, and I was even over there saying, I said, speed it up. I, was, I, was, <laughs> I said, speed it up. Let's, you get loose. Uh, but anyway, baseball knowledge and baseball books probably say you get him right there. But we leave him in, and he works out of a big gym. And that was that was a huge that was a huge call coming out of the dugout, and that was a big time. I mean, a big time effort from Brady Clark right there. And it's got to be a big confidence boost. boost oh, it's huge right too. And you know, well, I, and we I think we had a similar week, uh, uh, probably what two weekends ago. Uh, and that's just where we see the inconsistent. We got one really good weekend, one off weekend, another really good weekend. But um, they've answered the bell a couple times. Uh, it was we had been uh, beaten badly by Paintsville on a Monday, badly by Perry Central on a Tuesday, 
and you get to the weekend, you don't want to, you know, go one and four in a week, oh and five in a week, and came out and swept um, Russell, Corbin, and whoever it was on Friday night. Uh, so they've answered the bell a couple times when they've started a week off, uh, mm-hmm. losing a couple games, uh, and that speaks a lot to their character uh, to be able to come back and not quit on the week, uh, come out and grind out some wins. But uh, like I mentioned before, being able to consistently beat Painesville, Johnson Central, Lawrence County is a huge next step as far as psyche goes for uh, our boys, I think, um, because, you know, that we hadn't beaten Johnson Central in five or six years. Uh, and, and when you got a young team, and, and, and people might not that aren't in sports don't get it, but a team with confidence, especially when they're young, okay, a team with confidence like that going into it and a team without are two way different. Yeah, and, right. and we took the season series from the number yeah. 13 team in the state. Yeah. You know, for a young 500 team, that's not bad at all. Um, that's huge for confidence. I think they're starting to see, you know, what we can play with the top teams in the region. There's no reason we can't win the region tournament. Um, so that'll be big. And, you know, it, it seems like every time I'm on here, I say this, it doesn't get any easier. Go to Lawrence County tomorrow night. Uh, so that's a, that's a test in and of itself. Oh, Can yeah. you come off a big win and turn around and take that bus trip That's down big. there against yeah. a really good Lawrence County team and come out with that same intensity, that same focus uh, on a quick turnaround there? Uh, and then you've got Pike Central and Johnson Central to close out the regular season. So uh, obviously you'd love to go 3-0. and If we can go 2-1, and I think we'll take it and ride that momentum right into the district and regional tournaments. As a coach – I, and I've noticed this. It, it, these younger teams need a lot. Like when you're talking about pregame speeches, and I've heard a few great ones as you have. Been. Yes. Okay. But for a young team, it feels like that's kind of a huge part of it. Okay. And kudos to this staff for scheduling the schedule they have. Because yeah, it, I mean, it could have gone terribly wrong. Well, I think there were a lot of legitimate, I would say, yeah. concerns with the schedule coming into the season is, you know, if we're not competitive, there, there's not going to be any confidence, but uh, they've really risen to the challenge because we have played an incredible schedule, probably the toughest baseball schedule we've ever played. I would say that. Um, and to be in a position where you're winning half of them, that's that's not that's not bad at all. You'd love to win two out of three if you could. Uh, but I think we're moving in the direction. And if you talk to Shane, the schedule is going to be as hard or harder next year. Uh, and we've got a lot of guys back, so. Uh, I think they're starting to understand too that you know there's no days off. You better bring it every day uh, if you if you want to win two out of three. Um, and I, I think when we spoke to them, uh, really trying to drive home the point of you've got a great opportunity here. We don't want to see you let that slip through your fingers because we know how special this team can be, uh, and we just want them to understand that as well. Um, I want to speak on something that JD was talking about how hard it is in spring sports to get, you know, everybody ready. When, you, when you're starting spring sports, these kids probably ain't thinking about baseball as the first thing that's on their mind. It's the ACT. It's schools getting ready to end. It's, you know, graduation and all that stuff. And for a coach, prom, prom and all that other stuff, you know, they're thinking about going to college, what they're going to do for summer. Well, and the grind of it. Too. And the grind of it. And then you've got to go play back-to-back-to-back baseball games. And, you know, kids are – their minds are a 100 different places. And for, you know, a coach like Shane Simpkins to get the most out of this young team, I think that speaks to him. 
Well, you know, JD can speak to the prom factor probably as much as uh, anybody, I'm sure, after his experience uh, coaching girls in the spring. Uh, but yeah, it can be. There are, I remember there, this. Are, there are a lot of potential wow. distractions. Yeah, I, I didn't even think about there are a that. lot of pin- potential distractions that come in the spring, uh, especially with seniors. Uh, yeah, seniors, yes. you're finishing up uh, your high school career. That's emotional. Uh, you're making decisions about your future that are very important. So you've got that stress. And you mentioned it like football. Uh, football is a, an enormous grind, but it's a different type of grind because you've got that those really – I mean, it's a hard week. You go Monday through Thursday really working and really preparing. But you've got 10 to 15 games in a year. So there's really not a game. And there are, you may have one or two, but there's not a reason that you're not going to come out full gear every Friday night because that's the reason you play. I yeah. mean, it's tough. Uh, to go through that all week. And if you don't love it, you don't need to be out there. Um, Baseball is kind of different because, you know, we're we're playing games more than we're practicing. Yeah. Uh, So you've got to be able to get up for every single game. Uh, And I think that that is something with all those distractions you mentioned that uh, is sometimes difficult. But I think that's a good life lesson that you've got to get up and you've got to be ready to go to work every single day, no matter what the distractions on the outside are. Got to keep your priorities straight is what you're trying to say, you know, at that point. Well, you think about it too. Take Pottwell, a small school. You've got, when the start of spring sports, you've got, you know, kids that are in baseball. You've got kids that are still playing basketball. You've got coaches that are still broadcasting (laughs) the game that are leaving practices. I mean, that's, that, that's exactly right. You've got thing and you've got the ladies, you've got the basketball players that are missing spring sport practice. You've got the cheerleaders then you've got the cheerleaders with their, their national championship run. And, and then for the boys and girls as well, then you've got that prom season that comes up and, you know, the minds are on, on different things there is a challenge to keep kids focused and adjusting schedules or, or what have you at that point in time. And then, you know, you coming up on a, on a holiday on, on Memorial day. And, you know, in past years, there've been instances where graduation has already taken place. Mm-hmm. So you've got kids that's already graduated. And the last thing on their mind, if they're not one of those kids that are going on to play in college or something like that, you know, they're, they're just, they're, you know, I'm glad you mentioned. They're just that. they're just they're going through. That's their last thing, and they've got other they've got life events. They've got college. They've got all this other stuff on their minds, and it is it is a struggle to keep kids focused at this point in time. That's why I said how yeah. how huge it was for a weekend, two wins right there to keep a, you know, that bunch focused and uh, to end on a strong note. The last you know regular season weekend to get ready for postseason and everything. So it it is it is a grind. I think for me and you, we can speak to this. You know, when you're that age and you graduate and, you know, when you throw that hat in the air, that means your parents don't get to tell you what to do anymore. No one else gets to tell you what to do anymore. And you're going crazy. You're happy. So, I mean, that's probably going through their mind, too. And they probably like, Mom and Dad may not have told you what to do anymore. The night I graduated, the old man looked at me and said, son, as long as you're living in my house, you're going to do what I tell you. Well, so, I understand. I know. But, but you were spoiled rotten. I guess. Oh, yeah. But no, uh, J.D. touched on something good because I've often wondered about that, and maybe Lucas is probably one of the only people who can speak to it, how surreal of an experience it has to be to still be playing a sport for a high school when you are technically no longer a student there. Yeah, and that was you what know? I was going to – that was the next point I was going to make was – I remember vividly being at graduation and it not really 
because for a lot of people, that's that's the end at Pikeville High right, School. Yeah, for, yeah. You've graduated, you're moving on, and that's the day where it really all hits you emotionally. There's, I looked around, I got classmates crying, I got friends crying. Yeah. And in the back of my head, I'm like, we still got unfinished business. I'm not done yet. Yeah. Uh, so we've played on almost another two weeks, probably two and a half weeks after graduation. Um, so it was pretty cool to have that experience where, and then it, and it wasn't just, and I remember this as well, cause I was a mess, uh, after Butler had beaten us out, I was bawling, crying, be, not only because baseball was over, but because at that point, okay, high school is over. That's now. when it all hit. That was yeah. it. So you kind of got the double dose of that to it might where, be harder for baseball. Yeah. Because hi, high school wasn't over for me until that final out. So it kind of hits you all at once. Um, but it is, a, it kind of is a little extension that you get of it. Yeah. So it, it, while everybody else is kind of yeah. having it on one day, you get it uh, a week or two later. I Let's remember, uh, uh, Kate, I was talking to Kate Slater, I believe it was, uh, back in 2019, you know, after we'd went undefeated one state in football. And I said, so, man, how does it feel? I never got a chance. You know, I never got a chance to win. How does it feel? He said, man, it feels awesome to be a state champion, but football's still over. You know, yeah, and, yeah. And, uh, I mean, I, I hadn't thought of it that way, but he's like, yeah, it's great to go out a champion, but you still went out. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Winning a state championship at that point when you're a senior just kind of softens the blow I, a little well, bit, you know? Uh, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm sure Caden wouldn't trade it. You know, <laughs> yeah, or anything, yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I, I just – I hadn't thought of that, you know. It, you Tell know, us yeah, more about that, JR. How does it feel? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Couldn't tell you if I <laughs> – the, the best thing my senior year. Beachwood is a little bit uh, different than Harlan. Yeah. The yeah, best thing. Bit. Or Raceland and Paintsville. Really? The, most, the most success I had when I was in school was watching Lucas's bunch go on to the Final Four. That was the most fun we had when I was at Pikeville High School. Yeah, so. JR called me when you were a senior, Luke, and they were him and uh, somebody was heading to Lawrence County. And y'all was playing Belfry for the regional yeah. championship that night. JR called me and was like, Bub. We got to win at something. And I think we're going to win tonight. <laughs> He's like, why don't you jump in the car and come down here to Lawrence County with us? Yes. <laughs> you know, it's you cool, know that but... wasn't even on our – that wasn't really even, on, I don't think, on our radar. Our biggest concern was since we had – and I tried to get this through to everybody – was since we had started winning region championships in 91, we'd never gone more than five years without winning one. So if we wouldn't have got it done there, we would have been kind of the first group that kind of let yeah. that streak down. Uh, so we're, but when you look back on it, yeah, it was probably the most important athletic achievement for the school and a little bit of a window, you know. And and that's the funny thing you talked about that. Not to bring up bad memories, but Jr. Senior class was the one that let it die in football. Well, well, that's what I was kind of getting at. Um, and you you coach football too. Way to go, okay. Jr. So the the pressure and the people don't understand this. You know, I get it. You might have junior high schoolers and stuff, and you know, you don't play football, but the pressure of performing and making sure, you know, things like that don't die, you know, is immense. I mean, you would not believe the uh, – it feels sometimes like and, – and these are high school kids. Yeah. And I can remember feeling like that, like the world is on your shoulders. Absolutely. Hey, Lucas, can you tell us our overall record? I think uh, – I didn't ask you that. What was our overall record right now? In? In baseball. Uh, no. <laughs> no. pretty simple. No. Oh, no. Okay. We're above 500. Right. Okay. Right. All right. On, oh, on the season? On yeah. the season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we're 16-14. Okay. Oh, that's meant, what I, yeah, 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 that's what I meant. meant like and that's week. above no, 500 no, 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 with no, no. a tough schedule. Yeah. The hardest in Kentucky, possibly. And uh, another question I got is, um, I meant to ask you this last week. 
coming into the season, I know everybody knew about Tate Lakin. You know, everybody knows Blake Birchfield's a great athlete. Who is some of the surprises this year that have really stood out of these players that, I mean, yeah, they've got talent, but you didn't know that they was going to be able to reach, you know, that level of, of, uh, of talent yet. I mean, who's really surpassed that? Uh, they're, I mean, heck, everybody and JD may be able to speak more as somebody from the outside looking in because we see, yeah, we see them every day. (laughs) I kind of hit on it last week. Um, you're you're gonna spike yourself sitting on that fence. (laughs) But I, I, one, I mean, I think Dylan Thompson has been a nice surprise both offensively and on the mound. Uh, he's been a nice addition. Uh, and where we didn't have a year last year, I think that was kind of it made a lot of there are a lot of unknowns, a lot of uncertainties. Um, so we really didn't know what we were getting in Dylan, uh, and he came out and he's been great. Uh, once again, both on the mound and uh, offensively, he's hit it really well uh, for the most part. He's one of those guys if we can get more consistency out of. He could be a really good player. Uh, and I've been impressed with several guys that uh, run the bases. They don't probably get as much uh, attention as they should. Uh, but like Jeb Wilkerson, he'll come in and run for us. Braden Hall will run for us, and they both do a really good job, and that's that's a tough one because a lot of the times they're just sitting in the dugout throughout the game, not really in the game, and they've just got to be ready to go uh, in a single moment. And Braden Hall was spectacular uh, yesterday. Uh, scored three runs, running for Logan Wendell, um, and uh, Jeb has done it all year, really. Like you said, after playing in the county championship game in junior high. And it, it, was, it was hilarious because he – uh, got down there, and it wasn't even like I didn't know he was there yet because I said, "Where are the junior high kids?" And somebody was like, they, "They're still at the county championship." So they're like coming after, and I remember somebody said one at least one wasn't. I was like, "Okay." So I didn't even in my head. I'm not thinking, you know, Braden Hall's going to run today. Didn't know he was there, and I Shane's hollering over. He's like, "Is Braden ready?" And I look over, and Braden ha- doesn't have his belt on. His shoes are untied. <laughs> So I we've got to call time. I called time and went up and acted like I was reading something off the card to Jake Lowe just to give Braden Hall a second to put his uh, tie his shoes and he That's just a pro he, move he right threw there. the belt he threw the belt back in the dugout and just ran without a belt. <laughs> wily veteran, right there. yeah, yeah. That's pro a wily move. veteran coach move. Pro right move. Right there. What about you, JD? Who's uh, who's been some of the players that's really impressed you? Of course, we're going to say Tate Lakin. But well, as an old catcher, Logan Wendell. Uh, kid is a he's a catcher, and if, coming from a catcher, and Lucas knows. I mean, that's a, that's a compliment. I watch the way the kid plays the game. He plays the game right. He hustles, hustles, and hustles. And the biggest compliment I can give, and I think I told his dad last weekend, or whenever we were at Johnson Central, was that last weekend? Yeah. Uh, and I may even said it to Simpkins too that uh, I'd take nine of nine of him on the field at once. And he just he's, he he does a tremendous job behind the plate, and that is a tough it's a tough job if you do it right if you if you really work on the craft and i think he he does that he does a, a, a tremendous job behind the plate uh he he's been hitting the ball on the screws i'm glad a couple of them finally dropped yesterday he needed those but it's he's been hitting the ball hard he just happened to be at people but uh that's one kid that 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 has really impressed me and when you, you talk about uh logan wendell one of the best things about him as well is uh, from a coaching side, uh, as you can tell, the high character young man that he is, he's he's one of the, and nothing, he's one of the few, you know, yes sir, no sir, all the time. Uh, he takes criticism, he takes coaching really well, uh, and he, you know, it's hard. You've got to pry answers out of these kids sometimes because they're going to want to play, they're going to want to play, but 
he uh, he's worn down a little bit, you know, and he needed a couple of days off and we finally got him for him. But he's been a warrior back there all year. Uh, one of the best um, blocking catchers that I've seen in a really long time. You know, nothing gets by him uh, once it's in the dirt. He does an incredible job there uh, and just works really hard. That's kind of another one you mentioned. I mentioned the courtesy runners, pinch runners. Uh, but that's another kind of unsung position that you know, I told him after uh, who we beat. Um, I said, somebody better pay for Logan Wendell's dinner sometime this week because he's worked his tail off back there uh, for this entire for this team the entire time. And that's a position you've got to you've got to be a leader because you can see everything out there uh, and you've got to be locked in every single pitch. There are some positions you can get away, you know, yeah. zoning out here and there. But that's one that both physically and mentally is very demanding. Well, I'd say he probably, you know, takes the time to talk to the pitchers and everything. So they're on the same page. And my question about that is, how good is his arm on the throw to second? You know, his arm uh, is 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 good. Uh, I think that's going to be one of the things he tries to focus on in the offseason is strengthening his arm. Uh, and what we have to do a better job as a team is it's almost unfortunate. Uh, the stats are going to go against the catcher for stolen bases, but um, we've got to do a better job holding runners as pitchers uh, and giving them a better chance. We've got to do a better job in the middle uh, covering second base, but – uh, I think we're getting better there. Uh, Logan had somebody gunned yesterday, and we got a brutal uh, call at second. We won't get into all the brutal calls we got in the field yesterday. Um, uh, almost, I think, got my almost, like, almost we got my the, third confined to the dugout in my career, and no like shock, we same were the umpire. team that came four hours away. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, you boys were talking about catchers, and you guys are the baseball mind, so stop me if I'm wrong here. But the best analogy I can come up with a catcher in baseball is like having a center, the kind of center you need in football, okay? Uh, now, you know, a, a catcher, a guy can hit the ball well, he can catch the ball well, you know, he can have a laser rocket for an arm and everything else. But if he hasn't got that intangible, then he's not then he's not going to be a good catcher. And it's the same thing with the center. He can snap it good, be big, strong, quick, whatever. But if he hasn't got that, as if he hasn't got it upstairs, I guess is the best thing I can say. Well, then he's not going to be a factor. As a catcher, you're the quarterback on the field. You're the one. You're the one person on the field that can see everything at once. Yeah, you know what everything, and you've got to direct traffic. And you know, to the the person with just the common onlooker, you're not just sitting back there catching the ball when a pitcher throws it. You know, uh, I know a lot of the people call pitches and all this, but uh, to go more in depth as a catcher, you, you know, or a pitch caller, you you got to be thinking not only what this pitch is right here in your mind, you got to be thinking three pitches down the line. Right. I'm throwing this one, this pitch in this location to set this guy up for this next pitch or whatever. So that's your mindset there, and and if you're if you're catching and you're doing it right and you're really working. And, and you, you see Logan doing this. If there's a ground ball in the infield, you don't just stand back there behind the home plate and watch everything going. You better be busting your rear down that first base line in case there's an overthrow on that play. You better be there. You know, and things things like that and, you know, pop-ups on the infield. You better be out with your mask off calling because you can see where everybody's at. You better be getting people out of the way. There's just a lot that goes on behind the dish that if you're doing it right um, – it's it's a, it's a chore to do back there. And look, it's touched about him blocking the ball. You know, you see too many catchers at this level. They're just back there, just they're playing a position. They're swiping at the ball. They're doing this and this and whatever. 
if the ball's in the dirt, they're just they're not going to get up and go get it or anything like that. They're going to wait on somebody else to do it. It's, it's almost like Logan's got that mindset. He takes it personally if one gets by him. Right. And he's always down. He's down on the knees. He's blocking balls. And, and as an umpire and everything, that's you love kids like that. And you mentioned umpires. You've got to be basically an ambassador from your team to the umpire. And that's a that's a seven-inning job that's not always fun or easy because you may not like the guy behind you. That's that's exactly right. If, if the umpire's uh, strike zone is – somewhat question or anything you're the one that's got to deal with that the whole game back there but you got to make friends early on you've got to protect that umpire because if you've got a guy behind the plate calling balls and strikes that continually gets hit from balls in the dirt and as a former umpire i know this that strike zone gets smaller and smaller and smaller <laughs> so if you've got a catcher that's busting his butt he he's working hard he's keeping you straight and he's keeping everything in line you're going to get that call that's on the outside part of play. You're going to get, you know, questionable. Uh, if it, it's going to go one way or the other, it's going to go on on in your favor back there because you you kept that guy safe the whole game. Guys, I, I have a uh, this just in here that I've uh, got to share with everybody. Chase Elliott just won the race in Texas. Today. Oh, thank goodness. Woo-hoo! Oh, thank God. All right. Awesome chase from the same place. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about something, and, and no way do I want this to be misconstrued as I'm calling out these kids. But one thing I have uh, seen from football and basketball and about baseball, maybe it's this just group of kids. Is we got a bunch of quiet kids from what I've seen. I think that they need to understand that communication is as big a part of sports in general oh, big time. Yeah, as anything. And I, I, this is just a shout-out to you guys. Talk. Communicate. That's in your job. They tell you to communicate. Communication is an important thing. And the more time, I mean, the more that you communicate with your teammates and let them know that maybe you see something that they don't, that's just going to increase your chances of winning. So that might be my PSA, my little rant, but, you know, I just figured I'd put that out there. You know what I'm saying? But, and Phil Mickelson did win. Hey, Lefty, 50, for fellow 50 year older <laughs> out there, Lefty was throwing some darts there. And that, that course, man, I'm telling you, was was something else. Kiowa Island, the ocean course. And uh Lucas, can you can you guess the Vegas odds going into the tournament for Lefty? Uh give me two hundred twenty-five to one. Three hundred to one on Lefty to win his sixth major. Good Lord. Wow. That was, that was that was big time. But Congrats. If we could ever get that casino at Jenkins. There you go. But kudos <laughs> to, to Phil Mickelson, a PGA winner. How about that? That's awesome. You know, it's always good to see an OJ win. And you want to – let's go – I'll backtrack a Ch- little bit. Chase you, Elliott was still bigger deal. Not, <laughs> not to ignore your comment about communication, I'll give a shout-out. Sam Wright does an excellent job uh, as a freshman coming in. Uh, as far as the infield goes, he does a great job communicating. You know, he's every pitch, always talking uh, up the pitcher – talking about where we're going in the middle, communicating outs. He does a great job, but I'm not going to disagree with you. We could do a, gr- a much better job. But Sam uh, has been a bright spot on that this year. His b- baseball IQ Sam is just has been – He's a cerebral yeah, athlete. Yeah, I've been very around. impressed with his IQ uh, this year. He's done a great job, and uh, I think you'll see it, like you said, on the football field as well. Good bloodlines. Good bloodlines right there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, here's the thing I want to ask you both. 
you know, with young teams, the one thing, if they're really talented, which I see that we have a lot of talent on this team, is finishing. Finish the game. And you've mentioned so many times we've had it right, you know, right there. And, you know, we've just got to finish. What are some of the things that, you know, how do you work on finishing out of game as like a coach or whatever, especially in baseball? What do you preach to your team and what do you tell them, hey, guys, we got to really focus on finishing this out? We had a, we had a group um, softball a few years back that basically had the same starting lineup from junior high uh, together throughout. And everybody, you know, 30-plus wins, and, and we'd competed with the larger schools before. And uh, two or three Final Four LA appearances going into that. And that senior year, it's like, you know, never once did we say, hey, you guys are good. You guys should be. You know, you got work to do. And how good are you? Well, you're not good until you win. So you got to keep you got to keep kids grounded. Lucas knows that. You know, you're only as good as what your next day's game is. So keep them keep keep kids grounded, and um, you know, egos in check, and that's that's hard to do. But um, you know, you just got to keep playing the game, and you're only as good as your next game, in my opinion. I think as far as finishing goes, I think it's – and, you know, Yogi Berra, baseball is 90% mental, the other half's physical. Yep. Uh, he probably hit the first half of that quote on the head. Uh, it's, I think, develop- – 90% of the game is half mental, I believe. What he said. Yeah. So, uh, we've got to develop that killer instinct that you see great teams have, uh, and we've had them in the past. Um, and I think it's doable. Um and the more confidence this team uh, builds, I believe, the closer we're going to get to that. Uh, but it's just there's a lot that goes into confidence is knowing that I can beat my opponent, but also being sure in my own game that I know what I'm doing in every situation. And there's some situations like we had one yesterday. We had a double steal on uh, and we ran into a situation that we just we hadn't worked on that yet. Uh, got, we were going first move on a double steal. The guy from first goes. Uh, the guy from second comes back on the pick. And what you ideally want there is they both go at the same time. He throws to first. Then the first baseman says, oh, no, I've got to throw it to third, and they're both safe. Uh, well, we kind of got mixed up there, and it was just a situation we hadn't gone over yet. So there's all kinds of things that uh, you're going to see in this game whenever uh, you play it. And if you play enough, you'll see about everything. Uh, so we've got to get to where we're comfortable in any situation and confident in any situation and then, that just comes with reps, with experience. Yeah. And the more games uh, we get under our belt, I think you can see the better we're getting in a lot of situations. Uh, but the next step up there is when you've got a team on the ropes is to go ahead and knock them out. Yeah. Uh, and Don't play with them. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's that's where we've got to elevate to. Is, and I think that's when you see a 500 team become a team that wins at a 2 out of 3, a 7 out of 10 clip. And, you know, I – well I, well, I just had it in my head, and I, I lost it. That going. Well, think think about that. I'll, I'll give you one example, too. Confidence in your teammates, and I think that was another important thing that came out of the weekend for that baseball team. Everybody in the world that knows baseball around here knows that you got Tate Lakin on 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 the bump, that he's he can he can run it out there every, any night during the week and beat any team in the state of Kentucky, in my opinion. Yep. After this weekend – these kids and, and everybody better realize Brady Clark 
just went down there and shut down the 13th ranked team and stayed on their home park. So that's going to give a little added confidence to it should to uh, to players and everything and say we get hey we don't just have to have Tate on the mound tonight. We've got Brady up on the mound tonight that uh, we give him a couple of runs. This young man can can shut the door on some people. Am I right, Lucas? Yeah, and I think we've seen a lot out of Brady recently that supports that. He had the win up at Boyd County yes. before they came back. We kind of lost it there uh, once he went out. Uh, he sh- held Henry Clay to three runs, a very good Henry Clay team. Uh, you know, they're they're probably not going to win the 11th. Uh, but they've got a guy we saw that threw it really well. We just couldn't get that offensive uh, support that night. But he did his job, held Henry Clay uh, in check most of the night. Um, so, you know, Brady's a guy that I think you mentioned, and that was something I challenged uh, that weekend uh, that we had uh, where Tate beat Raceland. Uh, and then we came out the next two games. And I said, here's here's the, the deal. The word on this team is when Tate Lakin's on the mound, they're pretty dangerous. After that, you know. Yeah. So that's the challenge to them, I think, is, you know, every night can we bring it. And I think we've seen some good flashes out of Dylan Thompson. You know, he had that shutout complete game almost, uh, uh, if not a complete game, I believe it might have been, uh, against Johnson Central. Uh, so that's a top uh, four team in the region right there. Uh, that the freshman came out against. So I think they're starting to develop that trust and that belief that every pitcher that we throw out there for the most part uh, is going to give them a chance to win. Right. Well, what I think is so funny about Brady, and this is at all no, no disrespect to Brady, but it just what a difference a, a couple of months and a change of sports makes. You know what I mean? Brady during basketball season was the human victory cigar, man. If we're up by 20, Brady's going in the ball game. You know, and uh, – you know, and it, like I said, Brady works hard in basketball too. But you know, it's it's just funny now. Brady's one of the guys you're counting on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it's just it's funny how it's funny how that works. And and we and we gotta say, Brady's got some good hair. Oh, Brady, yeah, his hair game is very strong. Brady's got some good hair. I'm <laughs> I, I, I'm envious. Hair with, with like people without like him. like us. Yeah. I saw you take your hat off yesterday know, during the inning. I'm not a full member. I'm a junior member of the, the uh, club. That'll yeah. do. But yeah, it's a uh, he's got the locks. Well, <laughs> he's got the locks going. I don't, I don't mean to sound biased here. And yes, Brady's got some very strong hair. Game. <laughs> you haven't seen my son in several months, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's kind of got the whole Captain Caveman thing going. It's it's pretty cool. Well, and I think a, a positive, and I know most of the guys here and a lot of the people that listen frequently are you know, and there's no problem with it. We're football first a lot, yeah. uh, a lot of people in Pikeville, but. The confidence where you're competing at a high level that Brady's getting right now is only going to help uh, in the fall oh, uh, because he's going to have yeah. that. He's like, look, I've pitched against some of the best teams in Kentucky. You know, coming out here playing that's against you doesn't do anything to me. And that's the same thing that we get with some of the some of the guys who are football first that are playing baseball. If they can get confidence on the football field that carries over, you know, we've got to share athletes. That's just how it is. Absolutely. And the high tide rises raises all boats, and I'm a firm believer in that. The more success we have in different areas, the better off everyone is. Yeah. I saw success a, begets success. I saw an interview that they were doing about Cash Daniel a while back, and he that one of the coaches said that if Cash Daniel was not on the field at all times – and he wasn't playing other sports and competing. They wouldn't even, you know, recruit him because they look at that as if, you know, how much of a competitive streak does this guy have? Yeah. You know, does I, he want to keep competing before. after football? Or is he just 
cool with just football. I mean, it, it, I know it's some people are going to be like, well, if he's good on a football field, just recruit him. But, man, you got to have that killer instinct, as there Lucas a, just said. There was a, none of these people are here anymore, so I'm not throwing anybody under the bus or naming names. But, when Jared, when you and Luke were in high school, there was this mentality of sport-specific athletes. And you know what it did? It killed all three sports at our school. Okay? All three of them suffered because – the basketball kids didn't want to play football because they just wanted to focus on basketball. The football kids didn't play basketball because they just wanted to focus on football. The baseball kids didn't play either one because they just, you know, and it that hurts you all the way around because we are not Trinity where we have 5,000 kids in our school. You know, you have to share athletes at a small school. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, I just think that if we can just get past that hurdle of, you know, finishing against the good teams – I think we'll be all right. And, Lucas, let me ask you this. Uh, who would you put in your top five right now in the teams in the region? Oh, that's great. No Baltimore material there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> go for it. Yeah. Man, we don't need our coach saying that. We, uh, I, I, we ask bad. the tough questions on this show. Yeah, what well, we do. Um, I, I'm just going to tell you three. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to tell you four. It's uh, Lawrence County, Johnson Central, Paintsville, Pikeville. Throw out the records, okay? Uh, from uh, as a baseball guy watching from beyond the fence, I have not seen a team that we have played this year that Pikeville cannot beat. Um, you know, on any given night, you know, a lot of people say, "Oh, Lawrence County, Lawrence County." Well, I watch Lawrence County play; they're a good ball club. I've watched. Paints will play, in my opinion, uh, and this is not a coach saying that. I, I don't see a 13th-ranked team in the state of Kentucky. Uh, but with that being said, Paintsville is a, a very good ball club. Johnson Central is Johnson Central. You know, you've always got those teams right there, and I know there's some other schools in the 15th that's got some good records this year. But uh, it, just in my opinion, from what I see, that's, that's the teams right there that you're going to have to beat. You know, that's that's just that's just me on looking. Somebody else may come totally different. I didn't mention or think about may come up and win it, but it's going to take a, you get to the regional tournament. It's going to take a good effort if uh, you know if if a team's going to roll in there and beat uh, you know Tate Lake and Brady Clark two games in a row, or Dylan Thompson or or whoever else that that we you know throw or anything like that. And um, if our bats are if our bats are there, you know that's um, you know that's just that's just gravy right there, and I, and I'll tell you, also those teams that I mentioned. Look at the coaches uh, that are that are leading those programs. They're you know not saying that any other school don't have baseball minds leading the way, but uh, you know if you're if you're a baseball guy, uh, an old school baseball guy, sit down and talk baseball with Shane Simpkins. You, you if you don't walk away impressed, then I'll I'll buy you a steak dinner. <laughs> you know because it's just. God's honest truth, the way it is. I wouldn't know Shane Simpkins if I knocked him over <laughs> in the street. I'll, I'll be honest. Well, with you. if you want to, you want to learn about the game of baseball, sit down with him for about yeah, ten minutes. Listening just by osmosis, listening to Lucas talk about Shane and what he does, I'm very, I'm very impressed with the guy. Look, if if Lucas sticks around Shane for a while, Lucas would know the game. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Hey, I've said, I've said that. I've learned a ton from him in the two, three years we worked together. Uh, and JD probably hit it on the head there, but I'll tell you, 
uh, a couple dark horses I think could spot pop up and beat anybody on a given night. Now they may not be ones that uh, are going to put together three in a row, but Prestonsburg and Belfry are tough, and Prestonsburg's got Craig Ratliff there, and he's done a, a great job there. He may be a region coach of the year candidate. Um, he's done an excellent job there. The draw at the region tournament is going to be the big thing. One, you got to punch your ticket and get there first. Um, there's going to be some great first-round district games. Uh, they're going to test some people. But uh, the draw is going to benefit somebody, and, you know, it's going to put others in, in a tough path. So I think one of the things that, you know, you're always hoping for is those little – man, we don't have ping-pong balls. I think you put it in a hat or something. Uh, you always hope that goes your way. And uh, you may get the best draw in the world, come out flat and get beat. But uh, the draw can definitely – uh, change some things up and force some people's hands earlier than uh, what they would have liked. Maybe they got to throw a guy uh, in the first round that they were trying to save for the second or third. I want to say, touch on something real quick here. We talk about some, uh, I mentioned baseball coaches and, and Coach Simpkins and, and his baseball line. Here in the mountains of Eastern Kentucky in his 15th region, we have probably, and baseball, spring sports, kind of like the forgotten sports sometimes. Um, we have had probably more talent come out of here, out of these mountains, baseball and everything, than we have in other sports. Absolutely. And over the years. And some of the coaches that have been in this region have just been tremendous. you got uh, – right now, currently, like I said, Shane Simpkins, I think, baseball mind. If you – this guy, he's got a long career ahead of him. He's going to rack up wins along the way. you got – Pooh down there at Johnson Central. What he just picked up his what 400th uh, career win. Um, I know Walt at Paintsville is younger into the game of coaching, but Walt grew up in the Charlie Adkins era and won a state championship playing and uh, knows the game of baseball and through that that youth league system that I grew up in down there in Paintsville. Uh, you had a lot of of people that coach the game the right way uh you know bless his soul we just lost uh, one of lucas's family member not long ago uh that was always my coach through through youth league and all-stars every year and jack pelfrey those guys coached at that uh that youth league level a long time but when you got up you played you know you had in down in paintsville you had two of the the best baseball guys probably at one time in the state of kentucky in coach collins and coach adkins uh, you know, Charlie won over 500 games. Coach Collins actually last weekend at John Central, I got to sit with my old coach and watch the game. Uh, he ended up with 492 career wins, and we got to talking about high school, and he was throwing back games when we played against Harrison County and Round County back in 1988 and, and things like that, and talking about his days in the minors catching uh, Nolan Ryan, Jerry Kuzman, wow. and Tom Seaver with the Mets organization. Oh, my God. But uh, that's some of the baseball minds that's that's been in this area that schools have been blessed to have. And, well, there you go. And I tell you one, and I've always said it, uh, Dave Thomas. Dave Thomas was one of the, in my opinion, one of the best coaches that's ever been around in these mountains. Because one thing, what did Dave do? He won. It didn't matter what he coached. Yeah. Is are there any other coaches around that's won regional championships? No. In uh, thank you, Lucas. In no. in three in three sports, 
I looked at Coach Mack after after a regional championship, and so I said, "You better hope he don't want to coach football next year." <laughs> but but you know they basketball, uh, baseball, softball, winning regional tournament. But Dave was a baseball guy. Dave wanted other sports, but he was a baseball guy, and and I, I played during the time he coached. I umpired a lot of Pipeville games uh, when he was coaching baseball. And then got to be, and become good friends with him and coached with him. Uh, that, in my opinion, I put him right there as one of the best baseball coaches that's that's ever been around. So this area has, you know, and like I say, baseball especially is a is a forgotten forgotten sport. Uh, but to uh, yeah. to the you know quality of that coaches that leaders that we've had in this in these mountains has just been tremendous. It's America's pastime for a reason. Well, you know I mean, to touch on what J.D.'s saying, just to kind of add to it there, you look historically at the baseball players that have came out of this region, you know, out of the mountains, not just guys who just made it to the show. I'm talking about guys who went, you know, played at a high level. You had the uh, gentleman, his name escapes me, but they got his baseball card up over in the courthouse, pitched for uh, somebody, I can't remember, somebody in the majors and threw a no-hitter. He's from over Marbonne. You know, you got Johnny LeMaster, of course. That's the one everybody knows about. Uh, from over in Lee County, you had the guy that was the member of uh, Murderer's Row for the Yankees. He was in the Hall of Fame. So, you know, they've been a lot of great baseball players. I'll, I'll go ahead and do it. Hey, Willie you. Blair. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> get the Johnson Central one in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I played with Chandler Shepard. Well, there's, you, you, there's, a for, there's a forgotten guy from Pikeville that I worked with named Jackie Jones that played here back in the 60s. And he went to play for the Milwaukee Braves. So, he was an awesome baseball We've player. had a lot of guys in this area. We had a lot of guys down in that paints where, of course, Willie, you know, was a West Van Leer, Kentucky product. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, Willie, about, about three blocks up the road is in West Van Leer. But uh, Willie went on and had have a good career in the major. Went, went to Moorhead State and went on, uh, came up with the Blue Jays organization. Of course, you had Johnny. Uh, down in Paintsville, Johnny was one of the best gloves glove men in in Major League Baseball. Starting shortstop for the for the Giants for what 11, 12, 13 years. I something. didn't even know this. He's in the Giants Ring of Honor. Something like that. I think you had a, a Deskins from Paintsville. Tommy Deskins, I think, uh, went on and played minor league ball. I think uh, Bill Mike didn't he play for the Highlanders? Uh, which uh, was a farm club before the the Yankees came to Paintsville, and then all that. But and that's another thing you talk about baseball, and that's a whole other subject. The, the teams that we used to have here in the mountains, the Appalachian League, all the major leaguers that started the game of baseball yeah. right here. So that's that goes into the rich history. Yeah. Maddox pitched for the for Pikeville when he was he was his first pro assignment, and went on to become one of the best pitchers in in the game of baseball. You know, in in Chris Bozio was on that team. Bozio was the Cubs pitching coach for the World Series a few years back. Dale Swain played on that Pikeville team. I remember that, when Bozio played. I that went on. Well, Swain was with him. That went on to manage the Milwaukee Brewers after his career in in Paintsville. Uh, you know, uh, Arrestus Destrada, they called him the Big O, was the first baseman for the Yankees. Went on to play with the the Pirates and everything, and big with ESPN. Deportes and, and all that. Uh, and that's the kid, you know, Jose Rijo, Juan Marichal's son-in-law. His first pro assignment was was Paintsville with the Yankees. 
and Reho fell off the back of a pickup truck when it US 23 when it was the old 23 that ran in front of Pizza yeah. Hut in Paintsville fell out of the back of the truck and daggone near got hit by a coal truck wow. and wanted to quit the game of baseball. But then we had the teams come in here, you know, from Kingsport with Daryl Strawberry and, and Dwight Gooden That's on right, those yeah. teams and and things like that. So, you know, you can you can talk all day and I know we've missed I don't know. I mean, we need your dad over here. He could well, he could get, rattle those off. Him, but don't get him started on John Leslie stuck with baseball. <laughs> well, John Leslie facing him on the mound looked like he was throwing off the top of uh, of a building or something at you. You know, that was that was a couple of good pitchers on that. You know, facing John one day or Keith one day uh, on those teams and, and other teams. Well, Lauren Frazier was lefty from Round County. We faced here. He would come. They Round County always come play Johnson Central or Pikeville. And uh, Freddie Maggard, Freddie pitched for Cumberland. We always face them. Yeah. Uh, so we've had just, and we've missed a thousand guys, but we've had such the kid from, great uh, baseball talent. Boyd County that's come through Cy here. Young there several years back. What was his Webb. name? Ty Webb. Yeah. No. It was no. Ty no, Webb. No, it was a uh, Ty Webb's Chevy Chase's character. On it, it wasn't Ty Webb. It was brand. It was Brandon, Brandon Webb. Webb. Brandon Webb. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Webb. Exactly right. We had the other kid that played with the Diamondbacks. Hit so many home runs. Had Pike. Pikeville ties. Born here, I think, Mark Reynolds. Reynolds. And then uh, a good friend, you talked to uh, uh, good friends, his dad, good yeah. friends from with Terry Wright, uh, pitched for the Braves. Uh, yeah. Johnny Venters, uh, that yeah. pitched with the Braves. And Venters was having on his way to a good career and had run into a lot of arm trouble. Uh, but uh, yeah, you can you can go down the list. Well, a lot, of, a lot of history crazy. in the game of baseball. I, I tell you what, though, guys, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this because we would absolutely be remiss if we did not mention the absolute dominant force that is Emily Ford down there at Pikeville High School right now. Yeah. And, I mean, there's just records going up and there's records going down. That girl's going to own every record, and it's not even going to be close. Well, at this point, there's a lot of them. She's just breaking her own record yeah, every day. Pretty, yeah, yeah. Uh, she, her biggest competition is herself at this point. You know, and she's committed to UVA wise, and uh, I wouldn't be shocked if some bigger offers yeah. came along on the way. But um, and I don't get to watch because we're playing the same right, nights right. most of the time. But just when I do go watch her, and I can tell this, she works really hard, uh, has a passion for the game, uh, plays it hard, plays it the right way. And uh, as an alum, uh, those are the things you really want uh, is to see people who represent the maroon and white well, and she clearly does that. And uh, like I tell everybody, if you get a chance to go watch her, go watch her yeah. because uh, she's a special talent that doesn't just come through here uh, every five now, years. Now there's some other great ba- great players on that team. I'm not taking anything away from them, but I mean, what the girl, what that girl's doing is just unreal, you know. Yeah. And not just on the mound with all of her strikeouts, the and circle, everything else, but I mean, or whatever it is <laughs> when she's pitching. And uh, I'm this sorry, can't, this I can't get an interview. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that might be. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, and, but also setting the single season record for home runs in a season. You know, the other night, uh, read about this. I think it was in the News Express to give them credit. But uh, she was one pitch away from a perfect game. Okay. Yeah. And she walked. I think the last batter, and I think uh, from the reports, it was a. Kind of an iffy call, and it was at Shelby Valley. So, you know Shelby Valley's not going to want to give her a perfect game up there at their place. No. And, you know, I'll go ahead and tell you that right now. But uh, she also hit a home run in that game and broke the record for 
you know, so she's one pitch away from a perfect game, and then she she breaks the home run record up there. Well, in the same game, nothing would make me happier than to the schedules to work out to where I could see us get to a game where we play Johnson Central in the softball regional tournament and uh, do whatever we need to do to hand them a loss. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking oh, yeah. of oh, which, you mean the bomb squad. <laughs> speaking of which, um, I'm gonna go ahead and call it out right now. Uh, Brandy, Joe Howard, we need you on the show. Yeah. If you don't like what we're saying on the show about the, you know, if we sound like complete idiots, well, number one, you're right, and number two, uh, come on the show and straighten us out. Exactly. Please. I mean, we got Lucas and we got JD on here to give us baseball 101 to help us out. You know, yeah. we're trying. We're trying real hard. So I mean, hey, ten. 15 minutes, that's all we need. And then you can get out of here and so, go do whatever you got to do. Uh, JR, we had some other big news this week. Yes, we did. That's cool. Yeah, let's uh, go into that. Um, we, Pikeville High School, is now going to have a new principal. It is starting uh, next year. Starting yeah. next year. Um, Jason Boer has stepped down as principal at Pikeville High School. Uh, he went to Mercer County to be the superintendent. So, you know, you know what? When I look back at it, Jason Boer, when he was here, we've had some of the most uh, sports success. As an athletic director? Yeah. It's as, amazing. A, as yeah. an AD, as a principal, yeah. and, you know, I mean, you, I got I can honestly say I can probably count on one hand how many words I've spoke to Boer and, and other than hi or, or other than excuse me or, you know, where's the bathroom or something, I mean, it's – I've not had a lot of conversations with Well, him. one of the things but I wanted the the track record kind of speaks for itself. Yeah. And, like, for me personally, when Elijah got hired, I, I think he was more of the person that kind of brought me in to the basketball scene. Because you had a new coach. They needed somebody from Pikeville mixed with people not from Pikeville. You know, so I credit him with that, man. He put together a great staff. Well, and the biggest thing that I think that he got accomplished while he was here you can still have the high academic standard because our academics has not fell off one iota. It's only gone better. Yeah. And you can still strive for athletic excellence. You can have both. So, you know, we, we definitely wish him all the best of luck. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, next week, I think if you fellers, you know, I'm going to let you boys get home here real quick. But next week, uh, we're going to speak more about baseball. But I'd also next week like to talk to you all about your all's uh, basketball experience this year and what we can expect next year uh, from the boys and there and the girls. And I mean, the you both, football schedule's almost finalized. And so. the football schedule's almost finalized, so we'll go into some of that, that stuff too. Because listen, guys, everybody who listens to this show kind of knows deep down that we want to give all sports credit at Pikeville, but we're also deep down counting down the days. <laughs> so you know, everybody won't be long. I know. Everybody loves what they love, and you know what? One of these days, I mean, we fell in love with basketball this year. Oh, dude, I, I, yeah. got, I got totally into baseball, sir. Yeah, and now we're into baseball, so, hey, we're just, you know, we're taking this as far as we can. We might be doing underwater basket weaving before it's all over. We yeah. have a hell podcast for the track and field. Up we, there. we may show up for academic mates or something. Well, you talk underwater, we're probably we maybe getting close to a swim team. We'll see. Uh, yeah, hey. Yeah, yeah. That, that, I, that could possibly be in the work. Hey, I mean, I never thought in a million years, I'll be honest with you, I never thought in a million years that Pikeville High School would have a dance team, and all of a sudden, boom, we got a dance team. So, yeah. you know. Which my daughter's a member of. Yes. So, uh, you, Caitlin. But anyway, we're going to call the show today. Thank you both for being here. We're coming yeah, for you, awesome. Matt Walls. Hey, Matt Walls, get your butt on the show. 
I'm tired of it. I'm tired I, of it. We will come to your house at gunpoint. Okay? Just because your Philadelphia Eagles ain't doing nothing and they still suck doesn't mean you can't talk about Just Piper because Piper. your football team has a statue of a guy that they fired out in front of the field, <laughs> which is the most Philadelphia Eagles thing ever. You guys aren't helping yourselves. <laughs> Lucas and I are just looking at each other, shaking our heads right now. I'm trying to. I'm just. I'm that is him. Lucas telling him that is not the way you get him here. What Matt Wallace needs to be nurtured and loved. Like, oh my god, dude, we have like an abused animal. We begged him. We begged. We've been nice to him. Now we're just going to no, mentally abuse him. No, you, next week. you can't be nice to. He him. says he's coming. Next that was. Yeah. You can't be nice to him. Hey, hey, Matt Wallace, you heard it. You said you was going to be on the show next week. So if you don't, you owe us money, okay? We're paying good money for a, an appearance for Matt Walls. Matt, Chuck Bagnard was over, overrated. <laughs> <laughs> so get on here, Matt Walls. Did you all make Doug mad? Doug does this. I, I don't know what he does. He just he, he, he like asks a question, and then he just gets up and runs out. <laughs> he's like a cat or something. <laughs> <laughs> No, wondering if you guys upset him or no, something. No, yeah, no, 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 no. Doug, uh, Doug's got some business to take care of. He's, uh, <laughs> hey, listen. Yeah, of course, Doug. You're not here to defend yourself. Why wouldn't we? <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't no, that, no, 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 no. So Allison's complaining because she's like, "When are you gonna grill that steak and chicken?" So I go over there and do it, and Heath waits. Until I go over there. No, 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 no. Hey, no, it was JD, dude. JD's like, y'all make Doug mad or something? No, no, no. no, no. I'm worried. Oh, listen, sometimes, you know. Well, I, look, I marinate steaks. There's a certain amount of hours, and then they have to go on. I mean, I, I can't help it. It's I mean, hey. The signs of it. Got to feed the fam. I thought he was out gotta in his front yard with his metal detector trying to find Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> well, no, no. Rhino's yard's coming next. Oh, okay. no. And also out there, Radio Land or Podcast Land. You want me to middle check your yard? Just give me a shout out. What is it, Neil? I, uh, we need anything? Yeah, go grab a fungo and bring me the bucket of curveballs. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But we appreciate you guys listening tonight. We thank you very much. Thanks to our guests. You guys are, of yeah, course, welcome yeah, back. Yeah, anytime. anytime every anytime. Sunday. Yeah. And, uh, you know, hey, we're just glad that the Hell Podcast is still going on during baseball. So it's actually a little funner with these two here. Yeah, absolutely. I like it. I, I I love them. Have them here. Lucas been on here for now almost a month. Okay, next yeah. week. I promise. Hey Doug, I'm gonna grill. Hey out. Doug, Daryl never got up and left while I was talking. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Your new name now is the lead singer from Motley Crue. Vince Neil. Yeah, yeah, you are you Vince Neil. You broke you, up you, the band. You dude. Vince Neil. Yeah. yeah, but you made your best albums with me. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. No, and this is, if we can get JD back on, we needed to have an episode about just all the conversations we have while commercials are on air. Oh, please. I bet it's fascinating. Please. Oh, you, I have well, so many questions. Is that one of those <laughs> look, no comment situations? There, there's The guy you need to get is uh, Ronnie Hilton from Pike, T <laughs> is Pike TV. Because Ronnie... We used to make the trips when, when you know, the, the filming and 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 all this stuff. And he's down in the the truck when we're doing a, a game on television or something. And he said he's got the door open on the truck, just dying and laughing. <laughs> People walking by him and don't know, looking at him funny or anything. But our best material by far is 
during commercials. Yeah, oh. you, you can meld that with, uh, I'm sure that's entertaining, and I would love to hear that, and also what we talk about before we press record on this podcast. Yes, but so. it's it's very similar, uh, maybe more profanity. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guarantee Let, you it's more. If I could find it, I don't know how much I've texted Heath over the last few years, but my best radio story uh, involving commercials also involves Heath. Um, and I'll just have to wing it because it's pretty far back. So Pikeville and Lawrence County are playing, and it's when Lawrence County was Lawrence County in basketball. Uh, they had the Dalton Twins, yeah, that yeah. group. Uh, we uh, they run out maybe I don't know seven zero something like that to start out. We take a timeout, come back out. They've pushed it to like maybe sixteen to four, and these numbers I'm just pulling out of thin air, something like that. We've got to take another timeout. So usually we get a timeout that early in the game. We're going to send it regardless of yeah. if it's a thirty or a full. Um, I think I vaguely remember this. Okay, so um, in our headsets, like you all are wearing right now, the cue to us that we are off air is when the commercial starts, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm waiting. And we hope hope (laughs) that the button was flipped that we are off. And this is why I have learned to wait just a little bit anyway. Um, I hear the, I don't know, we'll call it a community, let's say Communities Just Bank commercial comes on. so that's my cue that I'm I'm good to go. And this is early in my radio career, so I, I'm a rookie anyway. And J.D. can tell. I mean, I, it may not come through on the air as – and it may it may very well, but my, jet, my uh, body language during the game can, can be um, negative sometimes. So <laughs> I am usually the one I'll go to is a pin slam on the table. Uh so I slam my pen on the table, commercial starts, and I said, we're going to get beat by 50. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and J.D.'s just got his, you know, just looking at me like, Shh. you know, he's not happy about anything either. And then I've got my phone sitting there on our, on our table. We come back to action. Play's going on. I'm looking at my phone. I go, I've got a text from Heath. What in the world does he want to know? And it's in all caps. We're going to get beat by 50. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Yes, that, that I is, remember that. And, and you yes. know we've got a few people listening out there because it it, it it'll happen that uh, <laughs> it happened to us in football season early on yeah. this year too. That um, we you know and we've always been if 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 Pineville makes a boneheaded play, we say they've made a boneheaded yeah. play. We don't call kids out. We never no. have. We we are not a group. If you ever listen to any of our broadcasts, we do not say negative and refer it to a kid or a player. We just, we don't do that. We, we never have, but we went to a break and then one of my partners started and in my headset, all I can hear, if so-and-so does, I mean, they're, they're, they're telling it, it happened and they're, they're relaying it back in their headset. And about that time, my phone just goes nuts tell so-and-so to turn their mic off. <laughs> but luckily, the person, Master Control, did hit it before the name was re- was revealed. So after those comments of tell so-and-so to turn his mic off, the next texts were, who was he talking about? Who? <laughs> so, J.D., I, but, I don't uh, think I've ever told you this story. The first time I've never met you, never knew what you looked like, nothing, and I'll go into the broadcast booth. That was during the ill-fated uh, 
uh, racing game. But, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. We were yeah, invited yeah. to call. And, well, he wasn't there at the time, but I'm up there, and I'm, you know, trying to figure out what's going on. And all I hear when you walk in was, hey, Matt, Matt Walls, why ain't you got my daggone hot dog ready? <laughs> and Matt got mad. He's like, J.D., it ain't my daggone job to get you a hot dog. JR texts me. I'm on my way home from work. He's like, dude, J.D.'s a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I said, look, I said, really? I said, I didn't know him. Look, if you get get Jim going, that could be a broadcast in itself. Well, look, I, I get, before we get on the air, if there's equipment, Lucas laughing, if there's equipment issues or something is not right, I get a little anal. Oh, that's About things. And, uh, and Jim can tell you the story of, uh, we had a, Years ago, a TV person that reached over and tried to start playing with the buttons, and I reached over and smacked his hand. <laughs> so don't touch the stuff, you know. And Jim, Jim, a taste where every broadcast booth we and look, I can get a little loud in the booth, and especially if you got some group that comes in and wants to get loud because they've scored on us or something like that. Jim just looks at me and shakes his head like, "Well, you've started something down there, guys," because he'll blow you out of the booth. And then we start putting a running clock on somebody they're ready to leave because they're sick of hearing me at at that point in time well you got talent and you got no. the dude to hook it up no i'd be mad at it <laughs> no see i in the basketball side and it's probably a little different with football because we play so many people that aren't from right around here in the basketball side you know we play shelby valley you know what shelby valley people are listening to us too so you got to keep it as middle of the road as you can wait is that a rule no because <laughs> we try uh but i or at least i do you know if i know that there's not an opposing broadcast you know yeah I but i notice i've noticed this you'll wear the maroon coat oh obviously now if here's the i love when we play paintsville because they've got their radio guys so i don't have to worry about it if their fans want to listen to the game they can tune in to john doug and the boys <laughs> so we'll go all in on that but the press box is a fun place to be on friday nights at john, john doug and the boys that that sounds like an aspiring rapper because you, by the way you, just you, update the kentucky girls softball they made it to super region so florida state yeah, yeah they beat notre dame uh twice today florida state uh lost their women's soccer national championship match to santa clara and pk's marshall uh, actually won theirs, so congratulations, Doug. Um, but the press box on Friday nights, you've got Jim, JD doing their thing, uh, and me half the time texting them during the middle of it because they've asked me a question because they know I'm listening while filming. And then uh, you've got us stomping on the press box uh, to <laughs> alert uh, Coach Simpkins about some clock issue. Uh, you've got Walls trying to yell about something down there. You've got me Brady. yelling down. Uh, it's a fun time. Brady on his on the on the game clock yeah. is Brady still in, in oh yeah a part yeah if if you ever want to experience it, it's a close-knit group the the press box at Hiller Howard Field on a Friday night it is a oh Brady and it I, never I, fails yeah. with Simpkins we'll stop I'm not supposed to stop it then. yeah it's it's I'm telling you guys it's it sometime if you ever <laughs> just just get up there and and listen but another thing you don't know how many times man we have it has been seconds. The intro music has been playing when we finally get ready to get on the air. And Lucas could tell you the story. I, he almost had to do the regional tournament basketball game this by himself because I just about dang near got kicked out of the expo. <laughs> as as the as the intro music is playing, I'm jawing behind me. There's a, <laughs> you've not you got to level up just a little bit to get to that Ronnie Paul level of actually getting ejected. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, now, Luke, uh, I like to, add, to get back okay. to your original story about me texting you, um, there's I got to tell you my end of that. Uh, we were listening to that game, and I, of course, I was sitting there with myself, and I could tell in your voice you were frustrated. I was too. I was like, "My God, what are they doing?" And then when you said that, I had just took a big <laughs> swig of Pepsi. Okay, at that time I hadn't switched to Coke. 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 Yeah, sorry, Coke. Coke. We oh, just, sorry. we drink Coke here. Coca Cola, by the way. Coca Cola, always. And uh, polar bears. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, I took a, a a big swig of a soft drink that we will not name. And uh, about that time when you you go, we're gonna get beat by fifty. I'm <laughs> Everywhere. My wife is throwing Clorox wipes at my head, saying, clean that up right now. So I'm on my hands and knees scrubbing the floor while I'm texting you life of my hind animal. That's that's one of those. I just gave him I gave him the look and just kind of shook my head when he because he turned and looked at me when he said that. And I'm just I'm shaking my head because I'm I'm mad too. And I'm thinking, oh surely, surely this don't go up. But I've learned with Jim and what's he, I can tell when he's getting fired up. So I just reach over my hand on my finger over top of the button. I'm on mute him. And he's, he's just, he well, stops. He just but, stops but talking. As a guy when, that when has Jim listened. was a, a guest on the show, he, he said that. He said, you know, uh, JD's got to, got to calm me down. No, JD has, well, uh, JD wears multiple hats. And one, he's got, yeah. he's got to kind of yeah. rein us in every now and then because yeah. his, and not to say it's easy, but play by play. By nature, all you're doing is repeating what's happening. However, you're not going into it. Color, you've got to give a little bit of analysis and opinion sometimes, yeah. and sometimes that analysis and opinion is not, uh, I don't know, politically correct or needs to be shared. Yeah. But <laughs> here's what I love about it, and I think we can all agree on this. Like, as a guy that's listened to many games, okay, sometimes I'm at the game and I listen to it on the on my phone, like the radio broadcast, and I'm telling you, it's like I know you guys so well. I can tell when you're mad or like you're saying something and I know what you're saying without saying we're cutting on each other. Yeah. yeah, It's really cool. (laughs) Yeah. Back to my thing, you know, here seeing JD, he did that with walls. And I just, I just looked at that and I was like, I bet him and walls are like really, really close friends. (laughs) Cause that's about the only way that Matt Walls and, and J.D. are going to have that type of relationship. And that they was shortly be before friends. the most punk rock moment in the history of Pikeville High School. Because uh, we got kicked out of the press box. Man. That was really good. That was I was at that game, and, and, and you guys got kicked straight out of that press box. But I like it. It was yeah. a pirate move. Right on our yeah. head. Yeah. It was good. I don't, um, it was really good. Yeah, I still don't have – like, I still don't know what happened. I still don't know what to do with my hands. I still don't know what to do with my hands about that whole thing. I, just, I, knew, I know I needed a smoke and a nerve pill after y'all yeah. got done. It was, it was really cool. That was a long few days on Facebook. It, it was really yeah. good. And, yeah. Dude, I see, I, I see Luke like two days later. Luke's like wanting to fight me and stuff. Yeah. Like, and I knew all about it. <laughs> And I was like, Luke, I didn't know. He's like, you look. He's like, I was like, it'll never happen again. He's like, you be sure that it does. Like, Listen here, pal. I've known you since you've been old. You've been a the, These two guys looked at me coming out of there, and they're like, you know, hands up in the air. Well, like, you know, dude, the, the cops showed up, and we, me and JR thought it was a good idea to cut out. Them, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. We won't go into that. <laughs> it was cool. It was we, good. We could, do, we could yeah. do a whole podcast on that probably I, hour I, and a half of our life. I actually think that's what how this podcast got born in a way. What started Possibly us is. wanting it's to do this was the whole Facebook live thing. You know, that 
started it, and then we just graduated to this. Well, yeah. there's a lot of yeah. moves to be made. Who knows? Well, because all we wound up doing was talking about fighting football for two hours, and people like take you know sending there and yell at us like, uh, yeah. You know, it would be a good idea. What you guys did a, do a wrap up show on Friday nights after football games. I think that's an awesome <laughs> idea, JD. Oh wow. You know, I, I, we can do it. We've got the equipment you know, to do it. Everyone yeah. out there listening, send us your comments uh, about about that. Just how how you what you think about? Picture this, he. Picture this. I just thought of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh God, you <laughs> how, are. How about um? How about Friday nights? You do a special podcast. How about you do a special podcast on Friday night? Just me. Just you guys. You, oh, just, just you me. guys. No, you and Daryl. Just, just you guys Jesus. do a special podcast Friday night. Just not talking about everything in the world like we do here. Right. Just focusing on your opinions on that game. That and then, awesome. and it leads right up to us going on the air to broadcast a game. And then, after the game, you guys do a podcast. Yeah. How about so that? you got a pregame awesome. and a wrap-up. The match. Now, send, here, send comments if you'd like to hear these guys doing the hell podcast. Well, Andrew, be here, Jay, right? I appreciate that thought, but I really – Post-game, you going to have food after the game? Yeah, every, you gonna every have, night. You're going to have food after the game? You're kind of making me paranoid, J.D., because I night. think, you know, we're, both gonna, we're all going to wind up in prison over this. No, so what no, you're no. saying is instead of KSR, we're PSR. No, don't, don't stop. No. No. It'd be very prestigious. It would be cool. And we could do pregame and postgame. Doug, missed, do it on the Doug totally missed that comment, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he did. <laughs> Investors? I didn't. Maybe. Oh, I got you. I got you. Yeah. You mean it's worldwide? All right. It'd be worldwide. It would be worldwide. Yeah. We're going to do it anyway. Man. Worldwide. Man. Just something to think about. Just worldwide. something, you know. You know, we'll we'll, oh. we'll we'll have our people talk it to was, your uh, people, There would be boats and garden tools available. <laughs> it's going to be a great football season. Uh, I can promise you this. Yeah. Yeah. I promise. So yeah. Dillard Howard Wine Mixer. <laughs> okay. It's the freaking Dillard Howard Wine Okay. You just named the post-game show. Right oh, there. my God. Okay. I'll play drums, man. This That's is awesome. by far. Because he would probably hate it. This is the best okay. by far end of the show talk that I think we've ever had. Yeah, you ended the show like 45 minutes ago. Yeah, but <laughs> that's is, just the way this, this show is, goes. I know, man. We end it, and then we get talking about something uh, else, and we can't let the people not know what we're talking about. So we, we got to keep going. Blunt and honest on this show. JD, I mean, like the way you yeah. think, man. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I, I like Congratulations yeah. on being the first. Yeah, hey, bub, uh, have your, <laughs> since you're a. Since you're all up and uh, you know doing games now with David and Daryl, you got an agent, right? Know, so dude. have your agent yeah. call JD's agent. Yeah, uh, Lee Steinberger will be giving you a call. And actually, you, can you let him call me at one point? Actually, no. I got Eric C. Khan is my agent from prison, so yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's he's handling all my stuff. Why do you have to say that? That's horrible. It's okay. You kid. say you have is legal Eric C. Khan not in prison. He is in prison. Okay. He's your agent. You legal representation. Most suspicion. It's okay. <laughs> Most suspicion. It's okay. We used to hit F. We used to hit wiffle balls into his yard. Dude. I read the book; it was good. Yeah, he lives yeah, right Doug next to the hey, there a couple yeah. weeks. Can yeah. someone that's heard about it know why that there is a bunch of signs around Pikeville about a movie that's being shot around here? Does anybody know anything about that? Well, I happen to know somebody that might, but I'll get back to you. I mean, they've I got like little sign. stickers that say, "Hey, you want to be in a Hollywood movie around here? Come visit us." I don't know. I haven't heard. I don't, Where I don't have know. you seen these signs? Uh, Velocity. Yeah. Sounds like a Friday night. 
Yeah, I don't know if you want to be in that movie, dude. I definitely <laughs> don't want to be in that movie. I just didn't okay. Know. What is the uh, official word for skull? What do they actually call it? Snuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, let's not get it. Yeah. And so. Okay. So let's end this show finally, please. <laughs> and we're going to get out of here. And uh, have that was a magical rest. like ten minutes. Oh yeah, it's amazing. And uh, we thank everybody. Thank you to our amazing sponsors, Bruce Walters Ford. Bay Pharmacy. What's that number again, bud? Uh, 509 Meds. Free delivery in and around the greater Pikeville area, and I am no JDU. <laughs> <laughs> greater Pikeville area. Did I get worse? or? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stick with six. Well, okay, I'm an East Pikeville guy. All so right. And then also thank you to First Guard Fence, our amazing sponsors, Dustin Boyd. Thank you for everything. And also, I, I got to do it because Bub's going to kill me if I don't. Thank you to Dave and Daryl for letting him call the game. Right, come on. Thanks, and, Yoko. And, <laughs> and uh, but yeah, uh, Doug started calling Daryl Yoko because he tried to break up the Beatles. Yeah, that's but, what he's uh, doing. Anyway, if you take that up to directly behind the Hambly Athletic Complex, you're gonna get hurt. All right, <laughs> All right. I'll keep that in mind. Okay, this is a okay. disaster, yeah. dude. I'm lucky I Wait remember what see. I do. Yeah, it's Wait like and a par, see. It's like a par five from back here. Yeah, okay. yeah. All right, but well, we thank you guys. Uh, you can catch it tonight on my Facebook, Jr. Robinson. You can catch it on Bub's Facebook, Heath Robinson, and good, and, and good night, Douglas. John Column, wherever you Where may I be. love it. I love it. You he remember. sacrificed a goat in my yard one night. It's what got us that championship. Just yes. so you know. Oh, you don't know what 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 one got got us those two wins yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> also, you catch it on Bub's Twitter, which is Heath underscore Smash, and Doug's Twitter, which is just Doug Powers. So we love you guys. You subscribe to our channel on there, or to our channel, to our uh, podcast thing there on the internet. Uh, we'll really help us out. Leave us a comment. Tell us what you think. We I love think you guys. We're start a basketball game now. Huh? We love you guys. And at the end of the day, hell, hell, uh, Can you get it out? I Amen. can't even. That was a lot. It was bad. It was a lot. Oh.